heard about me, man. Well, then it's got to be. My, <laughs> I like to think so, anyway. Probably. Let's say hello and uh, maybe anyone. So Dave, right? Dave? Yeah. So this is, you've heard the idea of non-duality. Have you? Have you heard the idea of non-duality? Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. So the sense of two-ness as, as well, basic. Yeah, so the sense of two-ness and uh, sort of our role in the two-ness. Yeah. So basically we see in a certain way that sees it that way. Yeah, yeah. So this is just questioning or it's really a negation of the duality as the uh, base premise of what's happening. And maybe something else is actually happening before that. And if you saw that, you would have a lot of relief from duality, so to speak. Yeah, so that's basically the premise. Yeah, it's rooted in this idea of non-duality, which is just not to, it's just a negation of the duality. And we are, you know, as Paul and David in a way, the activity that we are a subject object. Yes. So there's the object called Paul that you see. And then there's this feeling of subjectiveness called Paul, which you don't see. Yeah. So this these two, yet when you feel like Paul, you picture it as a body. So that would be the subject object sort of confusion. Yeah. So it's just a negation of that. And what happens is that which you're not travels light because instead of you know failing constantly to produce a traveling lighter by losing interest in the need to travel lighter you travel yeah there you go that's it <laughs> that's the whole message really. so, yeah that's the whole message just pound away at it all right uh calm down out there we're gonna start soon yes Oh, no, I Jeff, I want you to feel like you're a part of, yeah, see this, this, this posture of being distant, yeah, we got to drop that, yes, <laughs> no, I'm talking, to... <laughs> Jeff, oh, yeah. Jeff is from the horizontal school of Zen Bitch Lab. Walter, Walter says, yeah, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he used to come to the talks and for just take a nap at Wednesday night at the city. Oh, yeah, yeah. Had a little pillow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Your voice was working. Uh, here's yeah. Tej. Yeah. I'm going to get some more chairs. Yeah. Hey, Mike. On, uh, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she did you want to start saying hello? Start in a Everyone, you know, this is what the group does before the talks. Everyone sits in silent meditation. 
There's two of them right there. They're in the deep samadhi. Yes. Before it used to be like yeah. this. Every page had this. They're totally oblivious to what's happening. See? That's samadhi right there. That's true. There's someone else coming. Oblivious. It's Miss Tardy. Miss Tardy has arrived. That's true. Here we go. Oh, yes. The talking twins have stopped. It was important. Miss Michael. Miss Michael. Or technician. Yes. Some people don't want to be seen. Yes. I won't put the camera on. We know that. Yeah, we'll just keep it up. Oh, there's an old criminal from Baldwin, Long Island. From the school of not getting caught. Which means you got arrested a lot. Yeah. All right. So, any questions here? You have a question, Rebecca? No? All right. Well, yeah, just set her up. Yeah, we're yeah, on. Yeah, what is with this poll, though? I'll take my questions. I love you. There's no one here, ultimately. I'm not at that recognition. There's a concept. Can you just choose when I consider it? There's choice. There's no free will, but there's choice. I don't understand. Who says that? I don't think that we have a choice. Well, you don't. Okay, good. <laughs> but, but you feel like you have a choice and that and you are not that which feels like it has a choice so you don't try to waste time trying to convince that that feels like it has a choice because that's the programming of that which thinks it has a choice yeah so it's like you wanting to talk to the machine about not being machine it can only see everything as a machine yes it's not going to work yeah, it's a waste of time, I feel. So basically, as Ramana Maharshi, great master, put it in a few of his places, you know, a few of books that were written about his teachings, they'd ask him, what, did, you know, what about self-will, yes, and uh, predestination or predetermination? And he says, well, if there's a sense of an individuality, which is the programming of the action figure, there'll be a sense of free will. It's like a package deal. Yeah, so as long as the sense of individuality continues, there'll also be a sense of free will because they're dependently originated in a way, yeah? If this wasn't, if you weren't, if this wasn't your life, whose life would it be anyway? If you're not choosing what to do or not do, then whose life would it be anyway? So they both support this premise yeah that which they one one or the other couldn't stand on it alone but they both support it so there's a sense of paul and when paul walks into baskin robbins he's confronted with choice 28 different flavors he has a history of going vanilla but he may want to break that and go with the chocolate and so that thought process is an is the illusion that it has a choice like i'm all right I could choose vanilla, but I'm going to go with chocolate. But it's basically, they did this test in, uh, when I lived in Australia, they had this uh, show, news show or something. And this one night they had a physicist woman and they had her sitting in this chair and then across from her was like a clock. And they put all these electrodes on her. And then they said, all right, I stop it when you want to stop the, 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 
the, the minute hand, you know? So she did it. And then sometimes she said, I'm going to do it and not do it. You know, she played with herself. And then they said, all right. And they timed her when she thought she chose and the brain had lit up a few seconds before. So the brain had chose where the, the needle was going to stop. And then the mental state arised and claimed it and then decided to tell a story that you're the one who decided or chose. Yes. So was there a choice? It was just a predilection of the program. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But part of the programming is a narration of being an ind independent, long lasting, separate thing. For that to be pictured, it has to be reinforced constantly. So a lot of stuff has to be implied, yeah, that you are the alpha and the omega. How does that look like? Well, I can do something or not do something. So I have some power concerning what's happening, but ultimately you don't in a way, yes? Because actually the feeling of you is an afterthought. Yeah, the programming kicks in, does what it does, the mental, there's a mental reaction. The mental reaction is claiming whatever the programming did and then tells a story that it's you that did it all. Yeah. So basically, and the language supports that constantly. The language is constantly stating that we have a lot to do with a lot of shit we have nothing to do with. We used to use the typical, the old example of going back east, not being there for a while to do a talk and people who knew me came in and go, hey, Paul, you're growing your hair. You grew your hair. And I go, well, yeah, I did, man. Look pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. And they say, wow, it's looking great. And pride would arise. And then I, the guy was balding. I'm going, you're not doing that well with the growing of hair. You run into a fucking dead end. But we have a class every week and we grow our hair together. So maybe you want to join us. And then I have a line of shampoos I'll sell you and all this shit. And it's all based on the idea that I'm growing the hair. Yeah, all of that. But basically, I'm just not cutting it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you see? So the language speaks as if you're the doer about shit you have nothing to do with. Yeah. And truly, this is all riffing on the premise that what comes after is before. So there is seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. There is a mental claiming of that. And then the seeing is used to imply a seer, a hearer, a feeler, a taster, a toucher. Yes. And not only that, so there's the verb of seeing, and then there's a noun that's derived from it, which is the seer. But this is the real dilemma is the seer then is presupposed to be before all the seeing. Yeah. So every seeing that occurs is used to reinforce the seer. Yeah. So you see tons of different shit all day, but there's only one seer of it all. You don't see it from 10 different Pauls and Jims and Marys. You're seeing it. And all of that claiming is going to the one little honey pot of Paul. Yeah. Same thing with hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. So if you wanted to remember something, yeah, or something wanted to remember something, the mental, if the mental state wanted to remember something, it has ample opportunity because it's claiming all the activity of living to imply you as the liver of it or the doer of it, yes? So there's tons of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and all of that tons of seeing, hearing is used just to reinforce the one seer, hear, feel, taste, touch it, yeah? 
Yeah. So if you see that the verb comes before the noun, you'll travel lighter as a noun. Yeah. The more verb that's revealed in the noun brings about a traveling lighter as the noun. Yeah. Not as the noun, really. It's traveling lighter from the noun because now there's been a, things have been seen differently. Instead of the emphasis always from whatever verbing's going on being placed on the noun, you gain interest in the verbing and lose interest in the noun. There's no you that loses interest. There's a loss of interest, yes? So something or nothing loses interest in the something. And so now it's life here may start being uh, emphasized as the verbing. So life is happening. And then clearly seeing life's happening to me as an interpretation. Instead of having life's happening to me as what's happening, life's happening, yeah? Yeah. Oh, another one, wow. Is the noun interested in what's happening? Well, there isn't a noun. There's a claiming of what's happening to imply a noun. And then part of the implying and reinforcing it is now it has likes and dislikes about what's happening. I the verb. I oh, the verb. No, no, of course not. It's just verbing. It's just verbing. It's, just verbing. And then it's, it's sort of like if you let water go, water's going to find this easiest, softest way. Yeah. Did water choose to go that way? No, it's its nature. Yeah. So there's a nature to this artificial nature and it has predilections and it goes those ways. Yes. Yeah. Those don't have to stop for you never to have begun. See, this is what happens. The you that you're not still extorts you, extorts the whole situation by saying, uh, this has got to stop completely for me not to be the you that I'm not. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it's giving the requirements for its absence when it's inherently absent. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. So once you realize, well, once you realize there'll be more realization, yes? That's the paradox. Well, the paradox is like we spoke about a little bit, there's a duality to things. So, you know, most people are clear about what they're trying to get into, but they don't see what they're trying to get out of. So in a way, they're being moved in a dualistic manner, but they're only, they may be only somewhat awake to one movement, but that movement is being produced by an opposite movement, yeah? So a lot of people are moving towards things because there's a moving away from something. Maybe they feel weird and shit like that. Yeah? And so they've tried drugs and everything, and now they run into spirituality and they believe they found their calling and they're longing, but as soon as there's a sense of ease and comfort, that spiritual seeking will stop because you got what you really wanted, which was a, there was a discontent and irritability. Once that is cleared up, your drive for spirituality isn't, there's no drive because what you were looking for was just a sense of contentment and satisfaction. You weren't looking for fucking what a mental idea of enlightenment or transcendence. You just wanted to feel better. <laughs> really and everything had failed so now you were trying you know first drugs drugs work but there's lots of consequences so do they work you know and of course all addictions uh because they're not the original addiction in a sense which is this mental state addicted to this idea of being a noun so to speak yeah uh because 
the addictions are really uh, mis misplaced solutions to that. Yeah, we're confronted with an overbearing obsession that's causing us very un being uncomfortable. Yeah, and we want relief, so we try to get relief, but not from that, but as that. That's why they don't work. Yeah. 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 So it's like that the hungry ghost in Tibetan Buddhism where they have that the guy thing has a very small mouth and a huge belly. It can never get how much it wants because it can't. Yeah. So it just keeps pushing more shit in there. Yeah. This is sort of like addiction. Yeah. Because the addiction doesn't deal with uh, actually what's going on. It's sort of as if I had eczema but I thought it was psoriasis and they, they share certain things, but not all. And I get a lot of uh, psoriasis ointments and I keep putting them on and they're not working. So I just keep putting more on or more expensive ones. But in fact, whatever I'm doing, isn't really uh, has efficacy to what's happening because there's been a misdiagnosis. I think I have psoriasis when I have eczema. As soon as it becomes clear of I have eczema, I stop buying the highest brands of psoriasis ointment. I just get eczema and then ointment, and then usually it's followed by relief. So the tree, the tree verifies itself by the fruit. Yes, hey, I'm on to something. So why not get clear what's going on? If you're trying to get relief as what you're not, that's always going to take a form of an addiction. Even in spirituality, you can see addiction thriving in the spiritual searches because it's it's the, the mental state has grabbed it and is using it as another form of expression so when i you know first we were speaking with drug addicts and alcoholics and then when we got the website zen bitch slap up people got in touch with me and i was asked to see different groups and a lot of them were spiritual quote-unquote groups and you could see the spiritual addiction like fucking flaring up. And the thing is, at a spiritual situation, there's not going to be an intervention. No one's going to break into the meeting and say, you know, hey, put that fucking DVD down. Yeah, let's go. You know, rip up that contract for the next retreat. No, it's not going to happen. You're going to go on and on and on. Yeah. At least in recovery, there's an intervention. It's so flamboyantly off, usually someone's going to put a stop to it, like the police or shit, yeah? But there's no spiritual police in a way, yeah? I mean, you know, if you're on your 38th retreat, maybe, you know, that's not the invitation for you, so to speak, yes? Yeah, and it would be nice to have a committee that would say, all right, this guy's asking to spend 3,000 more bucks for the 38th retreat, hey, bro, it would be better spent, yeah? You know, like a soup Nazi, no retreat for you. Yeah, just no retreat for you, but there's nothing there, right? First of all, because we don't have a touchstone to what's really so. So we tend to, we fall for what looks like what we think spirituality would look like, yeah? Just like what they did with Jesus Christ in the West. He looks like a West Coast surfer, you know, with the <laughs> blue eyes and the hair. He was fucking Arabic or whatever. Yeah, supposedly. How did he get? He would have been really, they wouldn't have the hunt to him much if he had that look in uh, the Middle East. He would have been sticking out like a sore thumb. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we're always, 
seeing everything from our own programming, yeah? And so we want a solution that fits us instead of put surrendering this that you're not into the solution. It happens in recovery and now because so much money is involved in it in some places where this group got in touch with me. They wanted me to be a program director, which I said, I'm not gonna direct anyone's program. And so they were building one in Thailand, which is a big place for re rehabs, expensive ones, where people who have a lot of money go. Yeah, and this guy, he was, they were building a new one and he was asking me to consult with them and I talked about service. And just because of where he's coming from, these people are gonna pay $40,000 to be at this place. He says, oh, so do we, do we tailor make service for each person, each client? You know, tailor what? No, no, fucking throw the client into the service. Yeah. The other way doesn't work. Oh, we're gonna to try to fit you. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. And what's doing the talking is the money. Yeah because they're co-opted, the person's paying $30,000. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So there's always gonna be a feeling of free will, but is there? It's, it's premised on the idea of being an individual. That's not a, that's not a real thing, it's an idea. So you have a sense of something, that doesn't mean there's a something. You take the role of being the something you're having a sense of, yeah? There's a sense of it that gets produced by the mental activity. And then the mind itself pictures a body, yeah? And so when we talk about the subjectivity and the object with the mental state uh, calling the shot, so to speak, it makes up a hybrid. It, it attributes to the object, the subjective qualities. Yeah, so when we speak, I say I'm seeing, and the I that's being stated is a picture called Paul. So Paul now, the seeing, being the seeing as the seer is pictured as an object. Yeah, the hearing as a hearer is pictured as an object. The hearer is an object, Paul, yet hearing is a subjective thing, yes? Yeah, so, this is a real confusion. And so a great master Hoang Po put it, he says, whatever can be perceived, which is an object, yeah, cannot be perceiving, which is the subject, yeah. So the subject is not the object. It is in one way, but it's not as an attribute the object has, yeah. So how is your life gonna go if it's based on a false premise? Why do you wanna have, it's like constantly, getting obsessed with the trees and missing the forest. It's fundamentally, go, something's going on in time that has you as a thing, yeah? And then saddled with subjectivity. And then it's like, look at what happens in these groups. People would be better off if they never heard the word in awakening because what the head does with it is another crucifixion. You should have been awake by now. What did you do not to, yes? It's just another way of punishing you. And enlightenment's even worse, yeah? Because obviously, if they're saying all, you, you know, you are what you're looking for, yeah? And it's complete and beautiful, and that's not your experience. 
in a self-centered view, you're going to be seen to blame. In other words, like the Course says, the feeling of separation, which is just a feeling, it's not true, yeah, is that you and I believe we separated from God and we're out there running around fucking up and everything. And we're trying to avoid judgment day because we know we're really far. Who the hell would separate from God? Yeah, but it never happened. But it appears to happen in time. Yeah, because time is the dreaming. And if you don't believe that, see a dream at night. Let's say you have a, a, a five seconds of a gulp of a slurp. And then the next night, you have a 300-year epic. You're dreaming of yourself with the Mongols and then into the Ming dynasty and shit like that. And you're eight, nine incarnations. How long does it take up to wake, from, wake up from both dreams? Because time is not relevant in awakeness. It's only relevant when they're sleeping. Yes? You would think if there was a 300-year dream, it would take a few hours to wake up from. I mean, really. And that would be a you'd be on the platinum level. For others, it would be like 100 years, you know, three hours, four hours would be fucking advanced getting out of the dream. But in fact, you just wake up. And as soon as the sense of awakeness, you, what you were in, you see yourself out of. And actually, you never saw yourself in it, really. Yeah. But we don't have a morning here. Like we don't have a morning concerning the night dream. Yeah. If we were, if we didn't wake up, the dreaming that we were in would be as real as ever. There'd be nothing to compare it with. It would be reality. But we wake up into this dreaming. We have a morning that shows the sheds the light on the night dreaming. But what's shedding the light on the, the daydreaming, the awakened dream? What's shedding the light on that? Hopefully satsang. Yes, hopefully satsang. Maybe you have to whisper, you're awake, you're awake, you're awake. Who knows? Because you are already. Yeah. But you may not be awake to that fact. You can, because the dream is continuing seemingly from the night dream into the awake dream. We think it was over when we woke up. <laughs> this is like lucid dreaming, but with a huge amount of time. The time drags shit on. And it also connects to the dreaming before, yesterday and the day before, where a lot of dreams at night don't. But this has a connective tissue that you dream, you dream of Tommy well, it's all happening now, but there's something called the past. So you can remember past Tommy, almost like a chronological, like a plate of information rises to here. Yeah. And there seemed to be a connection. You don't have that with much else. I had that when I got in the hospital, when they put me into some, I was in something. And when I would dream at night or go into these like dreamscapes, when I woke up in the bed, yeah, the next time I dreamt, I had the qualities, I remember the qualities I, that were revealed the dream before, and they built like they would in an awake dream, but they built in another type of dream. Yet that dreaming seemed realer than any dreaming I've had here or awakeness that I had here at the time. 
but it had a chronological connection. I learned I could fly. I remember that. I learned I could fly through people. I remember that, yes, and on and on and on. So, but that doesn't mean it's not dreaming. It just means you're thinking you have an idea of dreaming as one of the base model programmings, and you may be the dreamt in a much higher program, yeah? So you can recognize the dreaming and as if you're sitting in a room, but you don't recognize you sitting in a room, recognize the dreaming is also the dreaming. Yeah, yeah, so. But there you can get a feeling, I'm telling you over time, you can get a feeling of the narrated you and let's say that which is. You can start having a distinction after a while, yeah? And once you enter, once, when there's only one, yeah, the possibility of being free is only as it, yeah? When there's two, the possibility of being free is from it, yeah? If there's only one Paul and nothing else, yeah, then I'm going to try to be free as Paul. And that was all the addictions that I went for, yeah? Try to, yeah? But in this case, you're recognizing you're not that Paul. So that whole ignorance of trying to get out of what you're not in stops and then you recognize you're not in that which demands wanting to get out you're not in there it's totally different yet maybe and this still is like the pronounced state but you have a rumbling in there of the other and the other has something this doesn't have which is a reality <laughs> And once you get the sense of reality, it allows you to have the eyes to see what's not reality or the dreaming, yeah? And after a while, all that needs is a loss of interest. You don't do it. There's a move because most of the interest about us is that it's us, really. There's a lot of us's we're not that interested in, but this one is called us. So if you could weaken that bond with the presentation, you'll lose interest in the presentation. The whole program of recovery is to lose interest in self, really. Once you lose interest in self, you gain interest in other possibilities, yeah? While you try to gain interest in other possibilities as self, that's just more interest in self, you see? You break that bondage and now you've lost interest in it and you're gaining interest in other possibilities, not as a self. Yeah, it's just as what that which is entertaining possibilities. Who the hell knows? I could care less. I'm more interested in what we're not. I have no interest in what I am. That's fact, I'm that. Yeah, yeah. That's why we went to that. We talked last week about speaking at remember that bookstore in San Rafael, the spiritual bookstore. Open secret. Open secret. So we used to speak there and then after the speak, you know, the people would pay you and there was a desk and they had tons of books coming in constantly. Hundreds of books, new books, all on spiritual topics. So I was looking right at this pile of books when I was waiting at the counter. There was a book on consciousness, 1,200 pages. I looked at the last page number, 1,200 pages and we're conscious. What would drive consciousness to read a book about consciousness? It would have to believe that it's not consciousness. <laughs> Why would you want to read 1,200 pages about what you are as a verb? 
Yeah, <laughs> it just made no sense to me whatsoever. It made sense to me because it didn't make sense to me finally. Yeah, I could see why this trap of you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha is so true because the premise of that statement is you're the Buddha. It's not like, or he would have said, you can't use Steve to seek the Buddha. Yeah, they, he didn't say that. Though he was probably speaking right at Steve. He wasn't talking to Steve. He was talking to the Buddha, which is the reality of Steve. Steve is an activity. The reality is Buddha. Yeah. So he was saying to Buddha, hopefully he got through, not to Steve, but through Steve to the Buddha. And he said, Buddha, you can't use yourself to find yourself. Incredible information. If something's doing exactly that or seemingly doing exactly that, yes? And he says, you can't use mind, big M mind to seek mind and you can't use light to seek light. So obviously I would imagine he's, he, Hoang Po was seeing, let's say Tommy, Amelia, Paul as Buddha, light and mind, yeah. And that's the premise of non-duality. The premise of non-duality is being ourselves reality. That's the premise. Being ourselves reality, we're gonna look at what we're not, yeah? Because obviously trying to look for what we are from what we're not, it's not working, yeah? So let's look at what we're not from what we are. Switch it around and see if it works. And it has, and it does, yeah? And it may, and as a byproduct, this finally gets to succeed in traveling lighter not of its own doing, which is a very humble, very grateful, very honoring condition for this. And I'll tell you, as an action figure, those are high qualities to be brought out of an action figure, gratitude, honor, and humility, yeah? To realize something is done and is doing for it that it can't do for itself is fucking a very, that's a healthy posture to be in, to tell you the truth. Yeah, as the action figure. And then there's a lightness that ensues that, of course, the action figure would wanted to believe that everything was going to get great and there'd be no problems ever again. But that's not the case. Things happen. But now whatever happens, you'll be able to travel lighter through it. And then after years of that, you come up to the conclusion, what more do you want as an action figure? If you want transcendence, it's not available. If you want union, you're not separate. If you want, you know, to merge, forget about it. You are that, yeah? So all these things, all these like fucking imaginative like things, you know, trying to get out, you're saving yourself a lot of time and trouble because you're not gonna get it. You're not gonna get the experience of what you are because you're that, yeah? So all those, you know, fucking targets that are never gonna be reached drop. And now you're here feeling content and satisfied. And maybe you have a little bit of excitement about an oat milk latte in an hour or two. Far out, that works. Could be a part of having a good Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And therefore all those drives, which just had different uniforms. It was the same drive when I was a kid writing, you know, reading Poe in science fiction. I was just trying to get out of fucking what I thought I was in. And then I got introduced to drugs and alcohol. I just tried to get out of what I thought I was in. Then I went to spirituality. When I got mad at back, I went back to drugs and then came back and I ended up back in spirituality. And then I ended up finally doing shit. Yeah. Finally, 
Finally, the dogs were called off and I was still alive and I could just have a real sense of relief and contentment, not by achieving or acquiring anything, but I lost it. I, I was liberated from the need to be liberated. Fucking far out. I really was. I have no interest in it whatsoever. When my, some of my friends, they love to use the word amazing quite a lot. And I'm, after one amazing, I'm just sick, you know? Amazing, I found a new process. Amazing, this is 30 years of processes, which have worked. Yeah. When a process works, it ends your desire to process, I hope, that to me. So that came to an end and it's been very good. And that's why I have tons of faith in satsang because satsang was, if there was a vehicle, it was the vehicle. I had done enough already. I'd gone to play enough places already. I finally stopped. First, one of the first things that dropped off, I'm never gonna ask a question again. It was obvious what was being said. I was in that vice. <laughs> I've been trying to get out of me as me forever. So I'm just gonna shut up and just sit and then and have shit revealed than it was. And a peace came over the whole thing and an acceptance of this action figure because seeing it as me was not an accepting, an accepting level because it's the only way I can really accept it is as not me. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it needs too much work if it's me, yes? There's too many blind sides. I can do great for like 200 days and I put my foot in my mouth like I did the other day at the real estate place. I told some <laughs> shit just happens, yeah? So, I mean, those imperfections and part and parcel of the expression, they're not meant to be washed away. They're meant to be accepted, yeah? And I can make amends when I put my foot in my mouth, yeah? I don't have to hide that, I, you know, I don't have to move out of state. <laughs> I can just say, hey, I said something stupid. What? You, you can say, yeah, for sure. I say stupid, a lot of stupid things. Yes, there's such a freedom in that. Yeah. So this isn't a you know, draft, obviously. You come here, if you don't like it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That what mattered to me was hearing the possibility. Because I'll tell you, you can live a life with a lot of limited possibility. You may not hear a lot of shit here. Yeah. There can be a lot of blinders on. And it was nice to hear this possibility because it worked. It fit, you know, the shoe fit and I wore, I've been wearing it. Yeah. And that's the real value is that the possibility was available. Because I was in there practicing and meditating like a devil for 14 hours a day out in fucking forest in Thailand and shit. And none of this came up, none, none. Even though I read non-self, none. It was through satsang that it was all put together. And I realized exactly, you know, the seeker, this, the story is not the seeker and the sword. The story is the seeker is the sword. Not sword, as some people thought I said. Sword, S-O-U-G-H-T, sword. Yeah, the seeker is, someone thought I said the sword right here. He's going, seeker is the sword. I don't understand. The seeker is the sword. What's being looked for is what's looking, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Thanks for the question. Yeah, it occurred to me too that there's, just like traveling lighter, that there's, so you can't judge that or actually evaluate that, but there's less choice. 
Yes. Because there's presence, right? Yes. It's not like while you're thinking about like what I gotta choose, like, oh damn, how do I not choose? Can't choose not to choose. <laughs> but also the thing is, there's a lot of seeming choices based on how can I get into the moment based on the insane idea you could be out of the moment. That's why it gets erased. A lot of the insane ideas that are fueling this supposed choice. And you're doing a lot of shit with the hopes of arriving somewhere later. Yes. Because you obviously it couldn't be now. Just look, this needs a lot of work. Yes. See the bondage of that. So this is like one of the first things went was, why am I trying to get into that which I can't be out of, which is the moment? Yeah, it's a good question to ask. Because most, a lot of mom, a lot of the mo momentum is just that. And then there's a lot of momentum of, of trying to get out of what I'm not in. Yeah, I'm trying to get out of something called self, but really what I'm trying to get out of is selfing, which is just an activity. It's selfing that implies there's a self, but there's no self that's truly implied, but there's an implying self. And then we buy the product, don't we? And then we live as that. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a, a movie that calls and responds to the, uh, the theater. Like you're in the, you're sitting in the theater as mine and the movie's beckoning you to come participate. So it gives a story of you as the action figure. And then it's, if you get, if you seem to go, oh, let's just check this out. And then you seem to go right into the rabbit hole. And now it's real. Yes. You know what I mean? It happens with people with 20 years of sobriety and then they go out and they're completely surprised. They thought they had a handle on shit and then they, they drink and they go right into the rabbit hole and their life's ruined in two days. So. Oh yeah. And then they come to me and go, I can't stop. You know, this urge can't stop. You know, they want to drink or want to get loaded now. And it's been calm for 20 years. Yes. So as soon as you get into the movie, it kicks in, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it, the movie, most of the movies are an adventure story of how you're going to get out of the movie, which is the <laughs> biggest movie. Yeah. Really, isn't it? And there's a lot of us with the same, same movie. Yeah. She's ahead of me. This is just, that's right. This is just, yeah. I remember there's a guy when we lived in Australia, he was, he had been, he'd been at this Course in Miracles cult that we knew and uh, they all left and he was very rich, his family. And we lived on his property. We had a big two-story building. And at 5.30 every day, he wanted to meditate. Yeah. And so he would drive around. You got to, everyone shut up at 5.30. And so he was totally anxious about his time to be peaceful. You see, he'd drive around his little golf cart. Hey, don't make any noise at 5.30. I'm going to be, yes, Why? what happened to the peace? <laughs> It blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> this is sort of what it's like, isn't it? Yes. We don't, we, we react to the drive to get out without questioning really, are you in? Yeah. I had that with that event and we went, did it last week, I think, but I did an eight day thing when I lived in Australia and they were very good. They had taken a thing called the, uh, 
not the path of miracles or something, and they made it into the path of love with Osho feeling, but they had it down where they could produce cathartic events. People were there, you would get triggered and you'd go through all this stuff every afternoon, they'd have these, it was wild. And so I was there and then one of the last days I had this thing where I felt all this sadness and shit and I'm crying and I'm laughing, I'm just keep saying, I can never get back. I can never get back. Like I left God, you know, and I'm, I can never get back, you know, oh, I can never get back. And uh, that was a big event for people. I, I got the gold prize, basically. They took me out, oh yeah, banned me and shit. But a few weeks later, I realized I could never get back because I never left. <laughs> I never left. I never seen that option. <laughs> I was just looking for quicker ways to get back. Yes? yes? Well, fuck getting back. I'm just going to get loaded. I never, I never, it never came across. I hadn't never left. Upon having never left, there was no need to get back. That's the, that's the beauty of non-duality. That's the beauty of the message. Yeah. Yeah. You'll finally be here today on Saturday. This drive of being pushed to the next bigger, better, or the different, more exotic, that constant drive that's witnessed or, or uh, seen or fueled with time. Yeah, it's constantly seeing this moment as a stepping stone to a bigger, better moment or whatever. Just, you just, you beg off that journey. Yeah, you're here, you never get gypped. You're here completely all the time, sleeping, awake. You're just here. The funny thing is, the here that I thought I was in, I wanted to get out of. I didn't realize it was manufactured. It was a mental here, full of what's not happening, full of past and future. And it was covering the here that is the now. So when I wanted to get out of here, it, I was a mistake. I was trying to get out of a manufactured condition that I was never in. That's why I could never succeed with drug use. Yeah, I could never shoot myself into another condition or dimension because I was trying to get out of an imaginary place. Yeah. Now I see the presentation continues of the imaginary place, but you can hear the echo moving through it all from what is. You know? The real ear is much louder than the manufactured ear now. Yeah, and it doesn't say shit. It's just here. Yeah, that which is not here to be here is a lot of yapping and a lot of shit. It does, it takes a lot of work. Yeah, so that's the thing of seeing blue as blue. These are the effects, like with Zen mind, you finally are freed from this preoccupation as what you're not, and you see blue as blue and red as red. Things become clear. Not that they weren't. Yeah, but now they become clear in your experience. Yeah. You have a working understanding. I'm not that. So whatever gets presented, it's it's held as I'm not that. And then it, it comes and goes much quicker. When you pull it into the orbit that it's about me, you may be stuck with it for 50 fucking years. We see it in recovery. We have in a thing called a resentment. That's the number one killer pretty much of people who are addicts and shit. You know? Resentment is the number one killer. So 
people have a resentment, they call it my resentment, and they may have it for 50 years, or it has them for 50 years. If you take the my off of it, the, the, the life expectancy of resentment is not that long. It's the my that gives it life. Once you call what's happening, it's about you, you bring it into a fucking orbit and then bitch about it, really. But it's your gravitation, it's the mental state's attraction that brings resentments into my resentments, which may stay there for 50 years, and you'll feed it and culture it, and it will be an excuse for your whole life. It's not the resentment, it's the my. It's the sense of the owning of it. Yeah, that's the bondage of self. Life is happening. To that self's view, it's life's happening to me. That's, and it can't, it cannot adapt to life is happening. It just sees it as life's happening to me. It's a program. It's not AI. It's not going to grow into an altered high level conscious state. It's an action figure. Yeah. It doesn't go past go. Yeah. There's a stop. It doesn't change. It tries to get out of self no matter what, no matter how much evidence self can't get out of self, it'll just try a different vehicle. I do the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's sort of like when that lady with the story about the stink and the, she takes care of it, feeds it, puts it in a nice little box, you know, rubs moisturizer on it, looks a little dried up. And then it's, she's walking around with it and the stink bites her and she goes, Mr. Snake, why did you bite me? I've been so nice to you. Hey, I'm a snake. Yeah? You have to see this. This is an action figure. It doesn't give a shit about what you think your higher callings are. It doesn't. It wants to have a cushion on the fucking metal chair. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's not, it's not running to the next retreat. It's being dragged there. Yeah. You'd much rather have warm clothes when it's cold and no clothes when it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any questions from the Zoom world? Anybody want to raise their hand? I can't see if anybody's waiting. Did you have to raise your hand? <laughs> we need the blanket. You can't see the Zoom. No hand. Oh, got a hand from Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth from Vancouver. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Kenneth. Hi, Paul. Hey, Kenneth. Uh, uh, two weeks ago, I think you mentioned about conceptual and non-conceptual mind. Perceptual or conceptual? And conceptual. Conceptual, yeah. And non-conceptual mind. You are reading yeah. from a Tibetan book or something like yeah. that. Yes. Um, now one would, one would be the big M, the other is the small M. Right? Okay, that's what I wanted to find. So selfing would be from the conceptual mind. Yes, it's the conceptual mind. Yeah, because selfing is a concept. Yeah. And what what would you say, like uh, is awareness non-conceptual? Awareness is not uh, conceptual, no. Awareness but, is just a space that that's illuminated, I think. Let's call so it. Whatever space. arises in awareness, what, what would that be? And whatever arises in and an appearance. In, an appearance. Appearance, okay. Appearance, yeah. 
Okay. I... Ultimately, obviously, it's coming from what it's appearing in, which would be awareness, but that's an ultimate thing. So just, okay. yeah, awareness is allowing uh, appearances to arise, yeah? So, or it's not even doing that. Appearances arising and it's aware of it, yeah. Okay. So it will be. It's not choosing to be aware, it's aware, so. Okay, yeah. uh, even the verbing, say you say you have verbing, uh, not selfing, say verbing, verbing would be arising in awareness too, is it right? Yes, yes, yes. Verbing's happening as much as verbing's is happening. But you're, you are aware of it. What's happening to you is, this, is when the noun is in, in, you know, injected, yeah. Okay, uh, now the other question is, when you say I am awareness, that is an arising in awareness. One second, Ken. Hold on. So when you say there is no life happening to you, doesn't mean there's not a life happening. Life's happening, but okay. it's just not to you. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. actions are happening. Yeah. Seeing, hearing, tasting, touching, but they're not happening as you or to you. Yeah. Okay. That's an add-on. Yes. Okay. Right. Thanks. I think it's clear now. Thank you. All right. Yeah, there isn't like two choices. There's life's happening and then there's an interpretation of life's happening to me, yeah? Obviously the interpretation couldn't occur unless life was happening. So which is the essential? Life's happening. Because the un unessential is life's happening to me, which is an interpretation of life. It can be incredibly good for comic value, yeah? You can write books and shit and poems and everything, tons of stuff it can bring about. But when uh, that noun is now the supreme noun before all verbs, there's gonna be trouble of brewing, yes? Because it, you're off. That's not of your nature really, yeah? So you'll be like the hungry ghost. Fame may not do it, money may not do it. You know, this may not do it. Something may satisfy you the next day you're not satisfied. You need something different. On and on. And that's fun and games until it's not. Yeah. And of course, if every time this activity goes on, the claiming of it is getting a larger reflection of self from it. Yeah. So then it's, there's going to be a strong uh, urge not to give in. I mean, the head wants to keep addiction because it's getting a big reflection of self, yes? So you think so what you're doing has an agenda, but there's another agenda happening that you're not aware of, which is the mental agenda, which is to get the greatest surface reflection of self. So one of the biggest surface reflections of self in me was spiritual practices. I felt a like a much better, bigger self when I was doing good. Yeah, and I thought there was a huge difference between meditating and washing the dishes because my mind had given a lot of meaning to spirituality, which it didn't give that much meaning to washing the dishes. So it was in a sense more dangerous for me because there was a larger investment in what was getting projected from the stuff. The claiming of meditation was like a gold mine because the old gold mine of claiming to be the drug addict had dried up. And I found a beautiful gold mine of claiming to be the spiritual, you know. Yes, oh, it was, it was, <laughs> it, 
it was trading that stock a lot. Yeah, yeah it was. If someone said, man, you look really clear, that, that oh. would last for a few weeks. <laughs> I got to work on that more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the thing is, the, you can see where the importance of the head is, yeah? We do it in recovery when you do an inventory. It's based on self is what has defeated you. And then by looking at resentments and other common manifestations, you see the agenda of this mental activity of selfing. In other words, like when I went into recovery, they said, hey, bro, you got to save, be willing to save your ass instead of your face, yeah? Got to be clear about that. But at that point, I thought my face was my ass. I did. I had so much pride in being a junkie in a weird way. Yeah, because I, I could shoot coke for eight days and not tweak out where other people were looking under the door or through the blinds that they were like minor leaguers. And then I'd be attracted to meet the big heavyweights and we'd all be up there for 10 days. A lot of fucking pride in there. Yeah, in that small little pond. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing, but it's nice to see that agenda and what it lays importance on because it has more importance in some things than others. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. yeah. So some people have a lot of importance in money and they have a fear of not having enough. And if their million dollars drops a little low, they flip out the anxiety kicks in because it's never gonna be enough, yes? So these things, these are all like the, uh, the fields of play of the selfing. Once it gets established, it just starts fucking riffing, yeah? Yeah, and then you live an interpretive life and it's pretty empty a lot of times. And so you wanna fill it up with shit, mostly experiences. So doing some drugs, shit like that, and that would be fun, but then something is seen in there. I got to do it every day. Yes, more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyone else? Mike, Mike. Wake up, Mike. <laughs> Mike. Yes. Mom, Wait, it's too bright. No, I don't see anything. There's no one. There's no. All right. So let's say goodbye. Yeah, so no, no, let's say goodbye. Hey, everyone. Uh, I think we don't have any questions here. You're right. No, all right. This is Samir. Hey, Samir. Yeah, that's me. Can I ask a question or is it goodbye? Uh, you can ask a question. I'm okay. Goodbye. Well, I, in my experience, uh, I noticed that thoughts arise and I, I notice them and it, it feels like there's a decision-making process where um, I decide whether it's worthy of my attention in a way. Like mm. if the thought is, oh shit, I left the stove on in the other room, then that warrants my, me entertaining it a little bit. But if yes. the thought, yeah, right. And if the thought is, you know, I'm, I did something shitty last week and I feel bad about it or whatever, then I, I sort of, it feels like I decide to laugh at it in a way. And so 
I well, guess there's a question, response to it. Yeah. 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 But I, I guess it feels like, and obviously I'm, I'm like, I'm extending it a little bit. It's a quick process, but I guess I'm wondering who that decision maker is in a sense, you know, like who, who am I that, that, that there is, is my role just not to claim it as me? Well, just to see the claiming. Yeah. You don't have to see. See, the claiming doesn't really claim anything. So you don't have to not claim it. You just see the claiming. Yeah. And you recognize uh, if you just see the claiming, there's no the uh, there's no consummation. Yeah. See the what happens. The claiming is is translated as already claimed. Yeah. So there's a claiming, but nothing's claimed. So you see it before the product comes off the off the, the conveyor belt, so to speak. Yeah. So there's nothing you do. You just so there's not not claiming it. There's just you just see the claiming as what it is, which is an activity that doesn't warrant any conclusion. It's just implying. I claim something. Yes. You see? Yeah. Isn't it, yeah, I do see. Isn't cool. it more imagining? If we have an experience of imagining alternatives that you can't even decide which alternative to come up with. And then there's the experience of being able to retain you know, one, one route was taken and not the other. And that gets story as decision or choice. Yes, yes. But who said, and there's no one there to do any of it. Yeah. It just goes that way or goes this way. Yeah. Is he there? Yeah, I'm. I'm. The, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's no. It. You don't have to not claim because there was no claiming. There's just the act of claiming, but there's no the the mental state doesn't turn seeing into a seer. It just implies there's one with it. Yeah. Right. I guess. So the I guess the, is sort of like I claim this to, and it uses it in a certain way. So it claims what's happening and uses it. It's not, it's not the claiming, that's not the result. It's what it's claiming is the idea that you're the doer of it or the seer or the hearer or the feeler, right? That claim can be easily questioned because it's not true, yeah? So there's no need, to, it's not like, oh, I gotta not be the seer. No, there was never a seer, you see? Yeah. You would think if the claiming occurred and you were a seer, then you'd have to not claim it, but there's no seer. It's just the claiming of being the seer. You so, feel it? So is there, the way they're seeing, as you say, seeing, tasting, touching, is there also uh, thinking that happens yes. or I guess? Thinking happens. Yeah. Thinking and then there's happens. a, re, there's, and then there's something else that happens. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things, that happens is the mental state claims the thinking to imply the thinker. Yes? Yeah. Well, I guess it happens less and less for me. And I, I think I have you to thank for that a little bit. Well, great. Well, more of it will yeah. be revealed because once you, I mean, it's a huge thing to deal with all the thoughts. All you have to look at is, is there a thinker? Yeah. It leaves the thoughts alone so they can come and go. It's the thinker that gives them meaning and which, and the thinker is just another thought. 
Yeah. If another thought thought it was the thinker, it would be that thought, the thinker. Yeah. But this one thought is has the sense of it's the thinker. Yeah. The other thoughts are about Marie or me or shoes or something like that. They're easy to recognize. But this thought says it's the thinker. It's a strange. Yeah. But that thought, uh, you don't see it as a thought. Yeah, you, it's pictured as you as a body, really. You see it as the thinker, yeah? Yeah, so it's like, uh, it uses the other thoughts. It's almost like Dracula going out on a vampire hunt. It doesn't care how much you investigate thoughts because it's, it's the big thought. The big thought is you're the thinker. <laughs> Because <laughs> that produces a relation to all the other things that come after it, yeah? So every other thought now is in relation to that thought, which is I'm the thinker. The same thing with the seeing. All the other seeing that ever happens is going to be collated to represent another event of seeing as the seer, yeah? It's not the seeing that has anything to do with it. It's how it's used. It's used to reinforce to see you. It's obvious, just watch it. Watch it for two minutes, yeah? There's seeing happening right now, yeah? And the head just assumes, it doesn't even work anymore at it. It just, you know, it's just resting on its laurels. You know, there's a feeling, oh, this must be the seer. I mean, because the mental logic can't leave a verb alone. If there's if they're seeing, there's got to be a seer. If there's doing, there's definitely a doer. If it's not me and it ain't you, it's God or some other thing is doing it. Yeah, the mental logic doesn't have an opening just to see an action without an actor. As as supposedly Lord Buddha put it, events happen, deeds are done, but there's no individual doer thereof. That just perplexes the mental logic completely because it believes events happen, deeds are done, and there's someone who set up the event, and there's someone who's doing the deeds. That's just a given, yeah? But it's no. Events happen, deeds are done. What? Yeah. Where's the narration? Where's the interpretation of the story? It just drops from a, no, a giant opus to like a little booklet, a couple of pages. What? Events happen, deeds are done? No. <laughs> I did the event, or I should have been at the event. I said I didn't go to the event. <laughs> and the doer is not going to outgrow the doer. There's no way in hell. The feeling of being the doer is not going to do itself out of the doer. If it has, fucking, my hat's off to it. I just don't see it. It just doesn't, it seems almost impossible. It's just like when we spoke in Dublin once, this guy came in on the last day and he was saying, oh, you sound like it's easy to entertain you're not the body, but it seems impossible to me because he was entertaining it from the body. <laughs> so the body's gonna completely <laughs> present it as impossible not being a body, obviously. It wouldn't be <laughs> promoting itself if it did anything else, yes? It's like a jail cell telling the guy, there's no lock, you know, the door, just walk out, you know, no, <laughs> yes. 
Repent. <laughs> come on, come on, cell door. Tell me, is there a way out? No, there's no way out. Or I wouldn't be a door in a cell. <laughs> you have to look at what you're listening to. You're, you're like, what do they do now? That your fact checker is biased. <laughs> it's part of the system. It's, it's, it's checking facts that, that fit into the system. If they don't, they're paradoxical or something like that, yeah? But it's constantly reinforcing its own fucking, yes? You can't go to the problem and seek a solution from it, yes? As Einstein says, you've got to see it from another system, yeah? So you see the mental from awareness. You don't try to see awareness from the mental. You see the mental from awareness. Just let it tell the truth to you, yeah? It goes over your head mostly and some shit sticks and then you travel lighter. Yeah. Anyone else? There was a hand, but I don't see it now. The last call for hands. And we need to make a, an announcement. Oh no, we'll have one next Saturday. There's not gonna be a live meeting. No, not next, not next week. Only one week we'll miss. But we'll do the Zoom at one. We'll be in Hawaii, hopefully, somewhere. All right, that's see it. You huh? See you in your grass skirt. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting. So, hey, let's say hello to everyone. Thank you, everyone. I can't see any of you, but uh, uh, should I go into the tunnel and thank you, everyone? Want to pass the basket, Mike? And give me this good. It's inside. What? Hmm? Uh, I'll use the tunnel. And thanks everyone for coming today. And we're gonna to go to the firehouse for coffee. Hey everybody. I'm trying to say hello. I don't know if you can see me. Do I need that thing? Oh yeah. Hold on. <laughs> All right, you got it. All right, I'm in the tent. <laughs> Samar, Samar, nice to see you. If I get to Kenneth, thank you for the talk. Uh, we got Leah. Nice to see you, Leah, Florida. I may miss some names here. Johannes, nice to see you. Uh, Kaylin from Romania. Yes, see him. Uh, I can't see. Oh, there's a new. We got Mike C. Mike C's up. Well, very good. We got uh, Tariq from Dover, New Jersey. We got Angie. Nice to see you, Angie. Everyone else that's here. Do I move this thing? Some more. Yeah, I think. Oh, wait a minute. I don't think it went anywhere. Oh, yeah, it did. Hey, listen, everyone. Just thank you. I can't see you much. We'll be here next Saturday. The only one we're gonna miss is the Tuesday afternoon non-duality thing. And uh, yeah, and maybe we'll have a little meeting on Tuesday morning for the recovery. Only for like a half hour. So 10.30 to 11 Pacific time. All right, we'll see everyone the next time. Thank you, bye. Mike, you wanna go in there? <laughs> Thank no. you, Paul. <laughs>
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. <laughs> it's a boy. Oops, sorry. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Mike. Uh, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna do the zooms there. We have some meetings set up. Somebody does, but I don't think we're gonna do much. We're gonna check out Hawaii. Yeah. Possibly nothing. Not are you, are you, eighteen. Are you going to the Big Island? Yeah, the Big Island. You're gonna spend your whole time on the Big Island. Yeah. Good. You'll miss my brother. He's gonna be on Hawaii. Oh yeah, we won't be there. You really can. Gonna, um, it's gonna be. It'll be nice. There. Okay. It's gonna be beautiful here. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And, and is Mike going on a summer? <laughs> no, he's going to same place, but he's just leaving earlier. He's coming. He's leaving okay. tonight. Just for a few days. So he's gonna meet you guys. Over yeah, there. he'll be there. He's picking us up with this other guy at the airport. That's nice. Hopefully, on the Kona side.